Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who's really good at throwing things, Shani. Yes, beware, my throwing arms that throw all the things. Today we are talking about Bullseye. Woohoo! So, what do you know about Bullseye? Uh... Bullseye's a very, very, very bad man. He's the worst man. Uh, I have a fantastic, uh, one of my favorite Bullseye thing is Bullseye versus Punisher that came out early, well, late 2000s. Um, I don't think it was Ennis. It was definitely Dylan that did the artwork, but Bullseye's, uh, power is hitting the Bullseye. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he's uh real good. Is I I like I like him. He's like my favorite villain. So one of my favorite villains. I have don't, to go through the list in my head, but I think he's one of them. He's don't get there. too committal there. It's okay. <clears throat> well, I mean, new stuff comes out constantly, you know. Exactly. He's one of my favorite ones, though. <clears throat> but yeah, he's a uh, probably one of the more f- one of the more recognizable uh, Daredevil villains. Um. Of course, uh, was it Colin Farrell that played him in the Daredevil movie? Yeah. You know. That wasn't that great. Yeah, that one. Uh, that was released when Kevin James was writing the Daredevil, and it was uh, very bad. If you want to see how Bullseye looks at this era, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. But he has a pretty similar outfit like he always does. A bullseye on the forehead. Like, like I say body condom, but technically his mouth is open, so it's just a bodysuit with a cowl. It's not a body condom. Like, body condoms are full. But, but yeah, he has a bullseye on the forehead, um, black and white, you know, accent, black lines. You know, it's a pretty and, iconic look. It's an iconic look. Real good. Like it a lot. Hasn't changed a lot, because they kind of got it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and then they just gave Poor old Colin Farrell just, you know, they pretty much just gave him a dent in his head, a bullseye-shaped dent, and put him in street clothes. Oh, you need to see his face, obviously. Because it's Colin Farrell. Yeah, apparently. I mean, you can, you can't, you can't act, I mean, you can't act if you don't see the person's full face. That's never happened before. We've never had good acting without being able to see the actor's face I mean, that's, that's not like a good, like. I'd say 50% of Tom Hardy's career at all, is it? No. No, you know. <laughs> also, I don't know, every animated thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, his real his name at this point was unrevealed, but his real name is Lester Poindexter. That's quite a handle. Yeah. His, uh, he is an assassin, professional criminal, and former mercenary. He's publicly known. Since the United States for criminal record. Also known as Benjamin Poindexter. Oh. Point. Yeah. Later they they just say like he's Lester Poindexter. Yeah. And um 
Birthplace is unrevealed. Presume single. No known relatives. Used to be part of the Eric's a member of Eric Slaughter's gang and former employee of the Kingpin. He will work for the Kingpin in the future. Um, and he first appeared in Daredevil issue number 30, 131 in March 1976. Watch out for Bullseye. He never misses. And um, this has cover piece theater. Cover Peace Theater. So, to set the scene, we have a again pretty pretty good cover, I'd say. Um, this is a Rich Buckler uh, cover. It has Daredevil looking uh, crouched over the body of an older man uh, and holding a looks like a dart and behind him you see a bullseye about to throw a dart at a bullseye i mean bullseye about to throw a dart at daredevil and uh, bullseye is saying yeah hornhead i killed that creep just like i'm gonna kill you you see bullseye never misses and uh daredevil is thinking He's got the drop on me. And there's no way I can save myself. And uh, also, plus, startling new job for Matt Murdock as well. Do we have any idea what th- that new job is? Did he did he take a, a little vacation from being a lawyer? Uh, I mean, it doesn't say in the, uh, doesn't say in the thing, uh, the, the synopsis, so I don't, I don't know. Do you think maybe they made like like job as in a new case, or maybe he decided to have like I said a little career vacation? Maybe became a pool boy in Miami. That could work for him. I mean, that would kind of mess with the whole Hell Kitchens thing. It's kind of a. But you know, you need a little break from Hell's Kitchen, right? Like, think about it. I mean, I would also imagine the fact that a bullseye is trying to kill him is also <laughs> going to ha- put a hamper on that as well. Yeah, prefer Mur- Matt Murdock's there, and he's like, "Oh, come on, man." I was enjoying getting, you know, these, these cheeky old ladies winking at me and, you know, pinching my butt. And you come here and you kill this old dude who looks very much like Alfred. That's a bit of a crossover. And there I mean, he is. Well, Alfred just looks like a, like a white dude. A balding white dude with a mustache yeah. and a bow tie. The bow tie is iconic. The man who became Bullseye had a perfect aim in throwing things. He signed up. As a major baseball uh, league pitcher, but became a soldier who derived sadistic pleasure from the killing of his enemies. One day on patrol, he heard of a guerrilla group coming from behind him, spinning around. The future bullseye tried to fire his gun, only to discover it was empty. The guerrillas raised his gun, about to fire it. But the future bullseye hurled his own rifle at them, apparently impaling the attacker with his bayoneted blade. It was apparently this incident inspired Bullseye to use his skill at throwing uh, as a mean of combat. The future Bullseye became a mercenary in Africa, perfecting his use of weapons and mastering unusual ones he discovered there. 
eventually as a costume criminal called Bullseye, he launched a series of extortion attempts in New York City where he demanded that the millionaire author Honeycutt pay him uh, $100,000. Then when Honeycutt refused, killed him by hurling a sharp pin into his neck. Bullseye had not intended to let Honeycutt live, even if he had paid him. Bullseye intended Honeycutt's death to serve as an example as his future extortion vi- to his future extortion victims so that they would pay him off. Seeking publicity to give himself more f- a fearsome image, Bullseye told the Daily Bugle reporter Jake Conover about his past and publicly battled the crime fighter Daredevil at Madison Square Garden during a circus performance. Daredevil was unable to stop Bullseye there, but later defeated him when Bullseye attempted to kill another of his extortion victims. Subsequently, Bullseye was hired by Maxwell Glenn, who was under the mental control of the Purple Man, to kill the lawyer Matt Murdock, who was secretly Daredevil, and Foggy Nelson. Bullseye clashed with Daredevil again, as it failed to carry out his assignment. As a result, Bullseye lost his formidable reputation, at least in his own mind. Uh, determined to win back his image of fearsomeness, he took over a television studio and announced that he would kill the hostages that he'd taken unless a Daredevil came to fight him. Daredevil accepted the challenge and defeated Bullseye on live television. Later, Bullseye escaped from prison. Eric Slaughter's Association, Organization of Assassins, embattled Daredevil once again, having taken captive Daredevil's former lover and partner, the Black Widow. A Daredevil defeated Bullseye once more, and Bullseye returned to prison only to go temporarily insane due to a brain tumor. He again escaped, but once more captured by Daredevil and underwent uh, treatment uh, to restore him to his usual level uh, of activity. Bullseye made a daring escape from prison and went to see his former employer, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin of crime. Uh, While Bullseye was last in prison, however, Fisk replaced him with the ninja uh, Electra as his principal assassin, hoping to regain his post with kingpin he tracked down, battled, and finally mortally ruined Electra, who died in the arms of her former lover, Matt Murdock. As Daredevil, Murdock fought a Bullseye. During the battle, Bullseye ended up hanging onto Daredevil as a ladder ha- uh, held onto a wire, suspending them both above a great height. Despite their precarious position, Bullseye attacked a daredevil again, who dropped him. The fall broke many of Bullseye's bones and shattered his spine, leaving him paralyzed. Later, he was abducted by he was abducted to Japan by men in the employ of Kenji uh, Dayama, a, alias Dark, a Lord Darkwind, a former Japanese pilot during World War II, who decades ago had sought to create an army of invincible warriors by bonding virtually indestructible metal adamantium to their bones. However, the 
the notes describing Lord Dark War uh, describing Lord Darkwind's bonding process was stolen, and it took him decades to reinvent it. Then he used the adamantium bonding process to repair Bullseye's spine and his other broken bones, and he intended to return. In re- in Lord Darkwind intended that in return Bullseye would serve him, commit assassination for him, train his soldiers, and in his combat skills. Once Bullseye was restored to full health, Lord Darkwind directed him to return to New York City to assassinate the Japanese Minister of Trade, who was on visit there. Bullseye, though, had no intention of carrying out the assignment since he was not being paid for it. Yeah, yeah. So instead, he went back to the Kingpin seeking to resume his post. As Fisk, principal assassin, he told Bulls. So Kingpin told him to kill Daredevil, and if he succeeded, they would discuss future employment. Once again, Daredevil and Bullseye clashed, but Daredevil again proved triumphant, and Bullseye went back to prison. Then subsequent events that hasn't been recorded yet because, like, that was the last story before this came out. So. Poor old Lester, what a life. Yeah, right now he's, um, right now he's basically just a brain in a box that has no senses. Yeah, uh, during the Shadowlands event in like 2014, no, 12, something like that, um, uh, Daredevil as the Beast killed him. That's brutal. Yeah, and it turn also uh, a theme that I get is a lot of Daredevil's uh, villains die or almost die by falling. It's almost as if he specifically <laughs> does it. Like I think Matt Murdock might have a thing for killing people by accidentally falling. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need to have a look into this. Was it really the Green Goblin that killed? poor Gwen Stacy or was it Matt Murdock accidentally letting her fall maybe I don't know well actually what killed her actually what killed her was the webbing like he like Spider-Man killed her oh technically he didn't he didn't do the webbing right oh yeah he was this one that snapped her neck (laughs) (laughs) so oh Oh, man that's the worst that is the worst for Peter Parker. Matt Murdock. He's just secretly sadistic. Or he just like doesn't know that he's like really into like seeing well sensing people falling to their deaths. I think he's a fear junkie, but it's other people's fear. Because well, he's, he's the he's man without, without fear, right? He's a man without fear, so in order to experience it, he has to like instill it in make, others. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's he's a he's a sick puppy. So, uh, so Bullseye is six foot, weighs one eighty-five, blue eyes, blonde hair. Um, he does a lot of exercise. Uh, so he has like strips of adamantium fused to portions of his skeleton, and it's virtually indestructible, and his bones are virtually unbreakable, and um the process somehow even though 
Okay, so the reason why a lot of people with regeneration powers, like strong regeneration powers, were chosen by um, the remarkably evil Canadian government <laughs> in, in Marvel. Like, I'm not saying that they're not evil now, because oh, they are. They are. But way more evil than, like, <laughs> but Department H chose a bunch of people with regenerative powers mm -hmm. for the adamantium bonding process because it was poison your blood. Yeah. So you have to have, like, the constant reset. And I guess they found a way after to do it without infringing the blood and stuff. We've got to think as well as, like, can you imagine the surgical process of having that done to you? How many normal, non-regeneration-powered humans do you think could withstand that? But... You know, that's that's why, you know, the lovely James Howlett managed it. But, you know, Lester. You think Lester Poindexter's got that kind of grit? I don't think so. Um, well he he does, because he's still because he was alive until he was he was stabbed to death <laughs> in the heart. Well yeah, adamantium bones aren't gonna do shit for you if you're gonna get stabbed in the heart. Yeah, it turns out being stabbed in the heart is the weakness of a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> pro Lester. Mm. I feel kind of bad yeah. for him, you know, like it's, he, you know, he, he might be a, a sadistic killer that takes great pleasure in, in killing his quarry, but, you know, he's seen some shit. Well, he was also a sadist, so, I mean. Maybe he just needs a cuddle. I think if you gave him a cuddle, maybe that could, you know, set him on the right track. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like... Normally, when you send someone to Vietnam and they get enjoyment out of it, they're not a good person. Yeah. But, you know, trauma. It's its weird what trauma can do to our brain. and You can rewrite the brain. I don't know. I'm not ready to give up on him yet, I guess. I mean, I like him a lot, but he's hes not a good person. <laughs> no, he's, he's not the kind of, like, guy that you take home to meet your parents, is he? For some reason, for a little bit, he was able to physically sense the presence of Daredevil within a certain unknown range of himself, which feels like they just needed to no price something. So his abilities, because uh, is that so he trained himself to be Olympic level athlete, which is not uncommon in the Marvel universe. <laughs> so there's so many Olympic level like athletes in New York alone. Like that, that have in trained the Marvel themselves. universe. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe, America better get every single gold medal. <laughs> like, if not, I don't know what they're doing. But, but they can't, because you know what? All these people are either superheroes or vigilantes kind of thing, or they're hardened criminals. They have no oh, interest oh, fun, in sport. Oh, oh fun fact, uh, to besmirch the name of Northstar again. Oh. Um, uh, so, he uh, used his powers to cheat during the Olympics. As this was if right a after. Canadian would ever do that. Come on. And and that was right after. And this again, this is first first season. First season stuff. Like forever ago. Uh, apparently for one sentence, and I'm still upset about this that they have not explained it anymore, he was part of a Quebecois separatist terrorist group, and they did not say anything about it. They said he was part of it, and then they went on to say, hey, he was a dirty cheater. And then that was it. Why would they do that to North Star? Well, because he was part of one. Like, it was part of his backstory. But they did not explain it. 
Because it's Quebecois. I mean, that, that's the reason why he's Quebecois. I mean, he wants to get leave as soon as possible. Those fake, those fake Frenchies. They want to leave you guys as much as possible. They, they, they don't want to be part of Canada, but that's you know that's Quebec. What you know? I mean, but, the only thing we have to thank Quebec for is poutine, and the rest of the country that has poutine. So I, I say, let them have their sovereignty. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, tell me why he was part of a terrorist group. Like, I just want to know what he did. Like, like you don't you don't say you don't you don't say hey I'm part of a separatist terrorist group and then go on hey I use my powers to cheat in the Olympics like there's a there's a gap there. Maybe he was going to use his powers to cheat in the Olympics to I I, I don't it was for Canada as a country though not for Quebec not for Quebec I don't know maybe that he was like this is a win for Quebec see. That, that kind no, of but thing. But that's not how it's going to show up. There's a Canadian <laughs> flag next to him when they put the name. That's true. Oh, North Star, what were you thinking, man? He's he's not a great he's not a great person. But his sister is a saint. No, oh. no, she's also not a great no. person. <laughs> like, most, in fact, most of Alpha Flight are bad people <gasps> who are racist. Not Sasquatch. Oh, no, oh, there's a lot of racist <laughs> stuff in his backstory, though. Like, Alpha Flight is extremely racist towards the First First Nation people. Well, that's Canada, like, though. Canada is very uh, racist yeah. to our indigenous people. So it's just, it's just you know, it's authenticity. No. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, most of it's, like, extremely racist when you break it down. Which, like, I mean, as much as, as, much as I want to say, like, America sucks, like, at least Captain America isn't running around being like, hey, I'm actively portraying First Nations people wrong. Like, though, I really, I don't think that was it. I just think he was a white liberal. That's what was happening. <laughs> uh, Give me that too. We've still got Captain Canuck, who's not that great either. Apparently the newest, apparently the newest run is actually pretty decent. Really? According to... According to according to one of my friends who I halfway trust on his days, it says the newest the newest incarnation. Really, of Captain Canuck is good. I'll have it with that. But that being said, we're uh, yeah. So he's like able to turn just about anything into like a object. I mean, any object into like a deadly weapon. Um, he can. Basically anything within like the range of like a major baseball league pitcher, mm-hmm. major league baseball league pitcher, like he can turn in something into a deadly object. And uh he's good with guns, knives, whips, shurikens, dart size. He also like has like plastic explosives. Jeez. Like he needs and he's those. Also, he also turns like he also likes using pencils, pens, golf balls, vases, hairbrushes, paper airplanes, and even playing calls, cards. Oh, okay. Back off the playing cards. That's Gambit's area. Excuse me. Uh, te- technically, was it was his first because he was around before him. Gambit I, I wasn't around care. until closer to ninety. <laughs> but no, like I don't know. So yeah, what do you have to plug? I have to plug a podcast that will be hitting airwaves and the interwebs pretty soon called morbidly romantic it is a horror podcast with my delectable and delicious partner where we have a look at horror movies uh divulging in the genre he is 
far behind me in horror knowledge. I am old and jaded about it. So he gets to look at stuff with fresh new eyes, and I get to be disappointed in everything. Um, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Turn to Page, where I read a, ch- a children's adventure book with a friend, and we uh, we go through it and goof goof off and whatnot. So, so yeah. Um, yeah if you want to see the people we are talking about, you can go to at alphabet flight on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have, uh, and if you decide you want to throw me a dollar to, you can go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight, or, uh, just click on the link in the description of most of the episodes that's came out in the past few months. So, yep, this has been, uh, this has been alphabet flight and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night.